The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning on this Monday morning as we take a few minutes and examine God's Word, and we're glad you're with us and hope this is a help and encouragement. Uh, We've been going through the life of Christ uh, through the Gospel of Matthew, and one of the big, more important, more important, more familiar sections of Scripture uh, that are in Matthew are found in Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, We started Thursday going over the Beatitudes. And uh, so we're going to pick up where we left off Thursday in verse, uh, we talked verse, we talked about verse 3 and 4, poor in spirit, uh, those who mourn, uh, we want to just kind of break down, and some of the stuff is straightforward, what you see is exactly the way it means today, but sometimes it's nice to get a little understanding of the wordage being used here. So we're going to go uh, down to verse uh, number 5, he says in verse 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, for many, uh, you're aware of what this word means. Uh, Let me just take a moment and explain it, Uh, because for some, the word meek carries with it a wrong connotation, all right? So we see meek, and and sometimes that's what the people want the Christians to feel like. Well, you're supposed to be meek. Well, we get this idea that meek is weak. A meek is a person who's quiet. They don't ever speak for themselves. They kind of get run over by the stronger people of the world. Um, they're they're not outgoing. They're not you know. If you wanted to go, if you wanted to play in a sporting match with somebody, the cultural thing is you wouldn't want to bring in a meek person. They're not going to be aggressive. They're going to sit back and well, whatever. Whoever wins, no big deal. That's the premise of what today some people think of when we say meek. And so what. The world, and sometimes people say, is blessed are these sheepish, calm, weak people who sit in the corner, don't ruffle any feathers, don't rock the boat, don't do anything, and just kind of go with the flow. Let me encourage you, let me tell you something, that is not at all what this word meek means, not at all what he's talking about here. Again, the word blessed means happy, fulfilled, complete, so we're looking for happiness looking for fulfillment. How can we find it in Jesus? Jesus is speaking on the Sermon on the Mount. He's speaking to people in a counterculture aspect, and so this is an example of it. Blessed are the meek. Uh, the word meek literally and simplistically comes down to the, frem- the idea of power under control. So now you say, what exactly do you mean? The best description of that is if you've ever been to a zoo and you watch these powerful animals, you see a lion, you see animals like that that are just fierce. They have Every ability to shred another animal or human with their paw, uh, they're just dangerous animals. But yet when you stand and watch them, they lay there. They haven't lost the ability. They haven't lost the strength, the muscles. Their bodies are still full of muscles rippling, ready to attack. That's still kind of their built-in nature to attack whatever's coming. They're still hunters, things of that nature. But somehow in that scenario... Uh, they are calm. They are what we'd say meek. And meek literally means the idea is they have all of the power and the ability to cause the damage that a lion in the jungle would, but they have been tamed. Now, the idea of you know, the tame, what that means is they have the power, but it's under control. The idea of meek is not that we're weak and it's not that we're bullies. It's that, that we understand God's working in our life. We understand God's power in our life. We understand that we are going to have to stand for ourselves in certain days. We're going to have to stand for the truth, but we don't do it. We're not out to fight. Blessed are those who have the power, have the willingness to take the stand, have the willingness to be like Paul and Peter, to be zealous, 
to stand for what we know is right, to be passionate about the things of Jesus, be unashamed about the things of Jesus, but they're not going to be obnoxious about it. They're not the kind going on Facebook trying to start fights. They're not in other people's faces. They're not about saying how right we are and everybody else is wrong. And they're just not about fighting. They have the strength and the stamina to stand strong if necessary, but in reality, they're not looking for a fight. Uh, and it's one intriguing thing. I, I'm I, I take my my son to the gym now and then. Nice opportunity to try and keep in shape. My oldest son's real big in the gym. My son, my younger son, enjoys it. So we go. But I remember when I first started going. One of the things that was always intriguing to me is you see the guys that have obviously live in the gym. You know, they're huge. Usually, they're you know, their one arm is bigger than my body, and they just you know, they, they walk weird because of how big they are. But they're big, and you know, you get this impression this guy's huge. He's going to be mean. And my experience has been in most occasions those are some of the nicest people there. They have nothing to prove. You just look at them and you see how intimidating they can be and therefore they're some of the nicest people that's a weak but yet legitimate illustration of this you don't have to be harsh meekness is that i trust god i'm willing to stand but i do it only when necessary i'm not looking to be fight i'm not looking to be a fighter they're some of the nicest kindest people you will meet these people inherit the earth he says in verse six blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled can i tell you this one i don't believe is complicated Anybody who hungers and thirsts. In Hebrews 11, he, say, he talks about the idea that those who are going to seek after Jesus, they will seek and they will find him when they seek from their whole heart. Um, this is the premise, I'm in Psalms, but this is the premise he's talking about here. When we're hungering and when we're thirsting, we're going after this, we're, we're willing, we're sacrificing. And when you think about when you're really hungry and you're really thirsty, you're really going to take some effort, right? You're going to stop, you're going to find a place that when you're really thirsty, it affects you. Uh, you get sick, you get nauseated, you know, you get dehydrated, and you're going to go get something to drink. And frankly, at that point, you're willing to drink something that's not your favorite drink simply because of how thirsty you are. If you love soda, you're willing to drink water, you know, if you understand where I'm coming with this. And you're willing to do that because you're hungry and you're thirsting after that. And this is the premise. Just like the physical earnings when you're hungry, your earnings when you're hungry and you're thirsty, that's the idea. I recognize my need because I'm hungry. I'm willing to take away time from my life because I'm hungry. And in that, in your spiritual realm, you recognize that you are in need of God. You recognize you are in need of his help and your strength and his strength and his direction. And that develops what we call hunger. It would be the thirst, it would be the same idea that in, in internal yearning that I need Jesus. Simply what we're saying is somebody who recognizes their need will find the answer. Someone who recognizes their needs will find the answer. They will be filled. Verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Again, this, doesn't, this isn't complicated. This is exactly what you see. You find somebody who's a fighter. You find someone who's always ready to, to make a point and to flip out and to criticize someone else. Just an, an angry, critical person. They're going to have people who are going to be angry with them. They're going to have people who are kind of, they get defensive the moment they see them. The merciful are the kind of people that when things have been done against them, Lord, help me to show mercy. I have a right to an extent to be angry, but let me show mercy. Let me be gracious and kind to the people in a way uh, maybe they don't deserve, but that's okay. Let me show mercy. When I'm willing to show that kind of mercy, I gain that mercy back. If that is your reputation, you will be treated in that way. Verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The pure in heart is simply the honest, the, the transparent between God. They're not fighting anything and they're not faking Christianity, if you're not careful, has an idea where I can look Christian, I can look good, if you know what I'm talking about. 
And yet God's not looking for somebody to look at him just on the outside. He's looking for someone who's pure in heart. That what, we, what you see is what you get. They're not trying to be, look like church at one day, look Christian at one day, and then when they go home or when they go out when no one else is around, then the real person comes out. The pure in heart are real. They're honest. They're genuine. And that's the kind of thing. They, those kind of people, you go, the pure in heart, they'll see God. They'll recognize. They'll be able to see that relationship with God that is powerful. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Can I encourage you that the word, word here is not peacekeepers? There is a difference. Someone has to make peace. Uh, and that sometimes means when there's conflict, someone's going to step in. Is going to be one to stop the conflict. Sometimes, let's say there's conflict in your home, in your marriage, or with other people. The peacekeeper says, I'm just going to keep my distance and hopefully it'll roll over. The peacemaker is going to go to wherever the, circum the conflict is going, is going to say, how can we resolve this? Sometimes there does there is levels of confrontation to obtain peace so that we can deal with what's going on so these aren't just those again like the meek they're not just sitting back and saying well this is where we are no big deal we're just going to let it go no these are those who say we're not doing well right now we could be we're going to go and make peace we're going to go uh sometimes the military is like that their force allows peace here in america uh, these are ones that are willing to stand for what they know is right and in that strong stance they bring peace uh, so there's a difference between peacekeepers and peacemakers then verse 10 blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven he says in verse 11 blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all man are kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you he says in verse 10 11 12 persecuted for righteousness sake now please understand this is not persecuted because you made a big mistake and now someone's mad at you this is when you're you know you're meek i uh, you're a peace keeper you're trying to make do what's right um you're pure in heart, you're right with God, you're doing what you know is best, you're doing what you believe is right, and in doing that, as you do what's right, you're right with God, and you're doing what's right, and all of that, you're going to find that some people won't like that, some are going to persecute you. When you're serving God, there's going to be some who are going to fight you on that. It's okay, I mean, it's not easy right now, but trust that if the reason is not me, me living in sin, or my past come back to haunt me, what term you want to use, but God's, but working for God and, and Satan bringing that on, well, then that's okay, because you know that God's in control and he says listen this is a good thing I mean we don't like it but I'd rather be persecuted for God and knowing that I'm moving forward and that's what he said this still happens across our globe not as much in America still today but it's there it's coming you can see it uh, but may we not get angry by this may we not get upset overwhelmed by this may we just see what he's told us keep our eyes on Jesus and trust that he is he's in control thanks again for joining us on this Monday morning starting the week off with us together uh, stick with us as we continue through the uh, Sermon on the Mount over the next few days and see what it is and this counterculture message that you Jesus has and how it's still so relevant again today. Thanks for joining us. We we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.